brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite songs social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Geek vs. Review. My name is Travis Snell. I'm here to talk about the gray man. I don't know why I made it sound crazy or scary. It's not. It's just an assassin. I guess it would be crazy or scary if an assassin was after you. You'd see Ryan Gosling. You'd say, look at this attractive man. And then. Not so much. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is a good old Travis solo review, which reminds me, if you like what I do, if you don't like what I do, then you're going to be like, you know what? This is my nightmare coming true. But uh, because for the next five-ish weeks, I got some vacation time, so I'll be off for all that time. So what I'm going to be doing is every Monday to Thursday, 3 p.m. PST, I'm going to be going live for about an hour, maybe a little longer, depending on the news, but about an hour doing some daily soul cast about news, trailers, uh, things like that. Kind of what I've done with Thought Bubbles before, but uh, title's going to change the hashtag Travis told you just because, you know, you got to stay on brand. But if you're listening to this and you like what I do personally, in August, you're going to get a lot more of me. But plus, also, again, nothing's changing with the rest of the movies around or rest of the shows around Geek Rich, still going to get Geek Rich news and reviews and retrospectives. We're all still going to be doing that and everything like that. So I'm just doing some additional content because I'm off and uh, why not have a little fun, you know. So uh, check out that starting August 1st. And uh, yeah, check out everything down below. We got tons of stuff. What just happened recently was Comic-Con. A big thank you. Uh, I, we haven't announced it publicly yet. So if you're listening to this, here you go. But a big thank you to everyone that listens at Comic-Con. Marvel Day specifically. That was our biggest day ever. Uh, that's the first time ever a newscast has done that all our biggest days ever were like um infinity war and game spider-man and recently the guy that was holding the record was batman but uh you guys passed that so a big thank you and a big thank you to everyone that new tuned in a big thank you to the patrons big thank you to everyone that's been joining in on the live chats uh it's been a lot of fun it's been a really fun month and i can't wait we got so much good stuff coming so uh yeah uh and most importantly go down below patreon yet three exclusive episodes uh, you get uh, the call to after nine, which is coming back in a couple weeks. You get ad free early episodes, exclusive news, things like that. So over a variety of tiers, if you're listening to this and you can do this, uh, you can check on Twitter or you can just send it. Uh, we're having our the better halves cast. It's going to be myself, uh, Kirkland, Taylor and Dylan's uh, significant others casting together for the first time. And uh, that's going to be lots of fun. And you don't going to be on Patreon. You can send any question. That, that is going to be a Patreon exclusive. You can send any question to ask them. And, uh, yeah, I'm very looking forward to that one. That will be on Patreon next month. But, uh, yeah, let's get into this, the gray man. So, um, what did I think going in? I like what Russo's have done so far. I still have not seen Cherry. But the reason I've just not seen Cherry is just because so many people have just told me to avoid Cherry. So, I'm going to assume that's when the Lost Column, but that's a bad thing to assume because you, you should never review or pre-review a movie that you haven't seen before, right? So hadn't seen that one, but I love their MCU Avengers stuff, right? So, uh, and Cherry, I was like, okay, maybe I'll get around to watching one day, but still, I was like, okay, nothing was super pulling me. Like, yeah, okay, I like Tom Holland. He can definitely act better than you know he gets credit for. So maybe again, one day I'll check it out. But this was a bit more higher on the tier because... It's a uh, you know action spy thriller in a sense. There's a little thrillerness to it. I think even Winter Soldier is more of a thriller than this, but you got that going. But it was the cast, right? Um, you have Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling, and Armas, and there's some other good people in there too, like Jessica Hanwick and the guy from Bridgerton, who I always forget his name. Uh, I'll look it up while I'm talking here. But uh, 
for me, at least the top three are those ones, right? All great, talented actors and actresses. Let's say Roger Jean Page, okay, um, which I have a lot to say about Roger here. Uh, <laughs> so. The concept was great, right? Because Winter Soldier was kind of like a spy thriller, action thriller for them. They're doing this again. Not at MCU, but they're doing something like that again with a great cast. And Netflix is loading up to be a big budget film. I will say, for the most part, I think I say this a lot, but it feels like a straight-to-DVD movie. That's true and not true here. Um, it's true in the sense of I just feel the story is that type of quality, and it's nothing you haven't seen before, and there's some type of eye roll moments but the budget i'd say there, there's sometimes where those cg peaks out like okay this doesn't feel real but for the most part it has a couple grand scale moments these are just very my spores of set pieces but there's one that has to do with that. uh i think they even showed the train slash bus one and then one with the airplane and those are bigger and those feel like you could not get those in a straight dvd or something like that back in the day because that would be too big for the budget right so I think there's some good set pieces in here. I guess I should say that overall I liked the movie enough, but I didn't love, like I said, I didn't love it. It's everything you've kind of seen before. The only way to get you into this movie, in my opinion, is do you really like those actors? Like if you like them enough, sure. But like Ryan Gosling for me, man crushless, right? On Armas, we talk on Geek for all the time. One of our favorite actresses around. So, and I, I do really like Chris Evans. I mean, this is Chris Evans at, I won't say his best, but, um, because that'd be putting this movie up too much but he is great at playing a slimy dirtbag shit asshole right we've seen this before and he does this again here and it's enjoyable he he he's very good at making you him there's some actors that they'll go play a villain but because they're so charismatic or you like them outside you never really get into that part you just go oh, i like their performance but you want lloyd to die in this so it's a good job and i don't think you know again there's not merit to this film it's just that it's it's just kind of there and it's one of these things if it was replaced with three other actors that i didn't really like or just thought oh it was okay like i'm trying to think of an actor <sighs> i don't know i'm trying to think of some person i like en enough you know i i don't know jared leto <laughs> i hate to say it but you know as somebody that you know i've disliked a lot of his performances liked a lot of uh, locked i'd say some of his performances if it was an actor or a few actors i didn't care about i wouldn't be in this so that's what i would say right away if you really like those three actors i think you will find it enjoyable if you like those actors enough or they're not on your favorites or anything like that you can just skip this there's nothing you haven't seen before in a kind of action spy assassin thriller it is and i i guess i wish they leaned on this a bit more where Chris Evans' character is like a problem solver, and his character is very. And I, I won't give any specifics other than the very end. But I'm not gonna have a long spoilers portion. I'll probably do a break, <laughs> give you a few spoilers, and be off my way because there's nothing. Again, I don't think it's anything crazy that is you haven't seen or watched before in the over the many many years, right? Chris Evans' character is the loose cannon, and you got Ryan Gosling's character. Who, I'll spoil the first few minutes. He is a criminal. That uh, and Billy Bob Thornton's in this. He's in this. Always good to see Billy Bob. He's a criminal that they uh, recruit and say, "Hey, you could either stay in bars or you can have this life." And it's pretty much, you know, like you know, in real life, but you know, Suicide Squad, Thunderbolt, stuff like that. And there's this whole Sierra team, and they recruit criminals, make them killers, give them the life, shorten their sentences, or just take them out of prison. So. There's this aspect of the whole movie where something happens where Chris Evans is going to be hunting Ryan Gosling down, right? 
And it, that's a fun premise. I think what I wanted that they, and maybe this is a bit more of a spoiler, but I think this is a, a very uh, a warrant thing to say is they don't interact that much. Um, and I think that's kind of the loss of this where if you want to spy versus spy in, you know, ideal, obviously they're more like assassins versus assassins. But I think that pitch, it was, okay, we got these two actors. And it's great to have them in the movie, but it's having these two actors interact. That'll be a lot of fun. I think when they do interact, it's a good time, especially I'd say in the third act, there's some fun things, but I want a little bit more where it's a lot more of Chris Evans sending guys after him. I'll send another team, send these guys. I got the best hitman in the world, which is fun, but I wish it was Chris Evans. Now that could have been a budgetary thing as far as, or just even the scheduling thing. Cause they're bigger stars. Maybe this is how it works. So I do understand, but at the same time, I think they would have strengthened the movie is more interactions between the two of them. Um, both, like I said, Chris Evans plays the dirtbag Lloyd. He does a great job. Brian Gosling plays, which is people kind of said he was playing like the stoic heroic thing again. I don't think so. I think he's playing Brian Gosling as a hitman, which is fine because Brian Gosling is a charismatic individual. Apparently, I couldn't say that word this morning. It is still 5.30 a.m., so... Um, I've tried my best to get in the path of waking up earlier for my time off so I can do some things. Now, should I be sleeping in my time off? Maybe, but I actually want to try and do some stuff on my vacation. So weekends I will, but weekdays going to be waking up early, and that's where I am right now. And he he's good. He's he's charismatic. He's charming in this. He's kind of funny. He has some, you know a couple one-liners he definitely plays it more comedic if you're wondering if this is the ryan gosling from drive playing assassin no this is ryan gosling from crazy stupid love now not that braggadocious not that kind of out there and loud but it is more he he's like i said charming funny has some lines stuff but he he, he plays a, enough serious amounts in this movie that's not like oh he's just a joking laughing stock the whole time no there, there's some moments where okay they let the drama hang um Anna de Armas is kind of just here, and it's just, it was great to see her. <laughs> it's always great to see Anna de Armas, and this one got me excited. But again, the same way I want Evans and Gosling to interact, they give her some good barbs and whatnot against Gosling's character. She is like Gosling's, I won't say partner, there's not partners, but they're more friendly, and they work together, right? So it just, and this is the shame because I know how great Anna de Armas can be, it just feels like, any actress could have done this role. I don't think you get to use what makes her the best. You know, you don't get to highlight her strengths. And her strengths are most everything. And it's again, this character's not okay. Mm. The character's fine. I was gonna say character's not bad. The character's fine. It's just I'm gonna hear her help Ryan Gosling. It's just that there's nothing for her to really dig into to make her stand out. She plays acting-wise fine. There's nothing wrong. It's not like she's bad in this movie. It's not like she brings it down. No, they, she works with what they gave her. I just don't think it's that interesting of what they've given her. You know, the, it could have been anybody. And I'm sure Anna and Armas cost them a little bit more than other people. So they probably should have saved some money, you know. But I was happy to see her. It was good to have her and Gosling back together because, you know, good old Blade Runner reunion. So... Again, it's things that make it, and maybe that's it. Maybe if it was someone else that was not her, maybe I'd even be less inclined to tune in this, but because it's her, like, oh, it's Anna Armas and watch her. But it just feels like recently, I'd say the past few years, even if it's uh, the that, what was it, Shallow Water, Deep Water, Ben Affleck, even those performances, um, 
I feel like every time I've seen Anna de Armas lately, I remember her. Uh, and shout out S-Bob's, our guy in the chair, which made a great uh, Zoa video from her. Uh, every time we mentioned Comic-Con, or every time we were doing our Comic-Con panel, we mentioned Zoa. He created a hybrid video or a cut, and it's like 18 minutes. Bravo. Bravo, sir. Man, when we have the finance or anything like that, I'm going to hire that man one day. S-Bob's is literally like our, a guy in the chair. He does so much, but... So I'll steal from him what he said in our Discord, join Discord, myself, listeners, other hosts, always a good time. He said, he compared it to No Time to Die, where she is barely, you know, she's in that movie for 10 minutes and has a memorable performance. People say she stole the movie. She's in this for at least half the movie, and she's completely forgettable. And that's why I'd say just Anna Darmus in general. Most times I've seen her the past few years, I remember her. She's the best part of the movie. She's not in this, but I think the movie does not allow her to be. So that's kind of unfortunate. Um... And then the uh, John is it John Paul or John Page? So I've not Roger John Page. I think that's I'm just gonna call him John Page because I don't want to offend anybody if I'm saying Roger or whatnot wrong. But I because I don't know the guy. All I knew is he's from Bridgerton, um, and I'd never watched Bridgerton, so that's why it's kind of elusive to me. Um, He is a antagonist in this movie. Um, I don't, and I asked this to the GUA people, and I kind of got a mixed answer on them and stuff, and I can see why, because Bridgerton's a show, it's all about, like, sex and everything like that, and I refuse to watch it. Sean Rhimes broke my heart way too many times with Grey's Anatomy, so I can't do it, can't do it. Um, no, it's just I got too many shows on the docket that I'd rather watch before Bridgerton. Um, but I, all you heard about was this guy, right? All you heard about this guy's gonna be a big star, he has the breakout, he left season two to go do acting in bigger roles, and not much has happened, so he's come back for season three. Um, so I heard all these things about him. So I was excited to get my first dose of him. And this, again, could be because of script, because I just saw what they did to Anna Armas, which is just kind of make her feel like a fine actress. The script, he is just a very, there's a scene, I think it's about five, seven minutes in that span, he's a he's sitting in a war room he takes a cup and he throws it at the window he's in the bathroom so fuck cries oh shit and he's washing his hand god damn it he's just he just yells there's nothing and that can be fun but i think what you have to do is you have to have someone it, it's just generic he's he's the bad guy he he's a bad guy he needs something and he's mad a lot and i feel like you need to get someone that hams it up a bit better or the script needs to spread that apart but if you got this actor who's very mad very um emotional very colorful then i think you need someone that is a more i won't say cheesier actor but lively like you know like a nick cage or something like something where it's like okay and maybe you wouldn't believe that as this guy who's like has a higher up government job but it's just the times where he was yelling, it just felt very forced for either him or the character. And it was, it does go away near the end, but the beginning it was just happening so often. Like, he, it feels like he's mad, but it doesn't, it's not really coming across like that, you know? Or you just need someone to be a great actor. And that's why I don't know, because I asked a few people, I said, hey, is this guy really popular? Because he was a great actor, or is it just because he was really hot and in some steamy sex scenes in Bridgerton? I got mixed accounts on that, so I'm going to say, okay, I definitely could see it being the popular thing. Because at least with Anna Armas, uh, I know that she's good. But to me, this felt like, oh, she's a great actress with the last script. This felt like, and not trying to, I try not to, like, crap on the actors and stuff, because it could be the right, could be the way they play the character. Maybe it's just not right. It just felt like he was not 
uh, on the level that I had heard as far as someone you should look out for. When I watch this, I'm like, oh, if this is the guy that's supposed to be one of the next big contenders to be a big star, I don't know. There can be big stars that are not great actors. We see that all the time. All the time, right? But this guy... Oh, good old water. It's not actually too hot yet. That's a good thing about podcasting in the morning. This room that I always complain about, it's actually breathable in here. I'm not drenched in sweat. I just didn't see anything that special from this guy. So, hope to see some other stuff. I know he's going to be in Dungeons and Dragons, so maybe uh, he'll impress me there. And I don't think he's just... I don't think he's bad, but he's just... Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of what's the best way to describe it. He he feels on a different tier. That's what I'd say. And not a B-level act or something like that. Not like when I even say the character comes off cheesy. Not the cheesy you'd want, like the way I'm comparing where you could have a Nick Cage or someone really tuning the role. It just feels, that's what kind of maybe feels like the straight to DVD sort of feel. And I, I'm trying not to sound bad, but I hope, I hope. Um, it's not all bad. There's some seeds there. He's fine. And I hope I like him more later on. And Jessica Henwick's in this and she's wasted. Uh, she was Colleen from uh, the Iron Fist series. She's just there. Same thing. They give her a good, uh, I'd say, one to uh, a mini speech at the end of the movie. But um, also her character is just all over the map, too, in my opinion. I don't think that was well executed. So... The actual action, I guess, just talk about. I think for the most part, there's some good action. I don't think it levels up to what they did in the MCU, but I think there's some scenes that are really good. I think there's some scenes that aren't the greatest. I found that there's a lot of slower pace action scene where it'd be like, okay, guy has a gun, guy disarms gun, stops, and there's like a pause, and then they get back into fighting. Um, I don't know if it's because they wanted to really try, and I, I guess I applaud them for that. There's lots of shots of the star's face while they're fighting, but at the end of the day as well, you're never going to, not never, but most of the time the stunt people are going to be better than the actors. And I'm not saying it's good to have that face shot, but it felt like they're really trying to use actors for the whole thing and uh, multiple times. And I'd say it's maybe Gosling because he hasn't done much of this stuff. So I feel like Gosling scenes were very, you know, it's not that they're slow place. It's just that they, it's like a stop. Remember what we're doing next? Okay, go, go, go. And the stop is like two or three seconds, but it just feels like there is moments where both characters like take a second and just like, okay, okay, that next, okay. Oh, that next, okay. And it just, it takes you out of it a little bit. It feels choreographed. And maybe, I've never been in these fights, maybe that's how it works. You got two people like that and you're just like studying people. But I don't think, I think that works in like UFC. I don't know how that works in the real life, you know, and especially the third act, there's one fight in particular that is supposed to be cool. And I, I kind of get it, but it just gets dumb and it gets, it doesn't make much sense to me. And it feels like the stakes kind of go away. It, It feels similar and people throw this up all the time right of the civil war fight scene. It sucks because there is no stakes and they're pulling their punches, all this stuff. It's not great. I don't feel that same way. I think it's great. It's one of my favorite fight scenes is because it is just like two guys, two teams trying to, they're bad, but they're trying to outsmart each other. They're not trying to kill each other. And then you get all these cool hero matchups and stuff. But it's like, sure, is the airport empty and it's a CJ stage? Absolutely. You could have done a lot more with that and it just, just doesn't feel real there. But the actual fight, I like that. Where there's one fight in here, it feels like that, where it's okay, not pulling punches, but a bit more nonchalant. It's like, you guys are trying to kill each other. This is for a big goal. So... Oh, I don't know. Um, Billy Bob's fine. Uh, so I, I'd say actions like uh, if I was to rate that like a seven point five out of ten. I think I've seen better 
from other people and especially the Russos actually I don't think it was there's not any sequences that I'll remember forever now they produced Extraction last year which I did not like Extraction but even that movie has there's that one scene in the middle where I think it's the first time he's saving that kid character and he's like running through the city and he's shooting it's like like building the building like it's a tracking it's like a fake tracking shot where it's like there's cuts and it doesn't look like it and not just because of the track shot it's just like that felt like grander where this I, I do remember some, but I remember them more for rolling my eyes and going, uh, all right, I guess so. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Like I said, would I recommend this only if you like those actors and actresses? Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to give a little break here. I'm going to get into spoilers. There's not going to be too much. There's a few little plot points that I don't want to specifically say might have to do with characters, deaths, or reveals, and stuff like that that I may have had a problem with or like. Who knows? We're going to find out after this ad break. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So that fight that I was talking about. So what happens is you got Chris Evans and Ryan Goss and they're after each other. They go in a maze, which the maze at first, um, I guess it's just a setup. 
Chris Evans needs to find Ryan Gosling's character, right? Billy Bob Thornton's character is the one that recruited him. He's retired. He has a niece who lost her parents. At one point, Six took care of her, which that was fun. They had this little flashback of him taking care of. And not that I need, because I feel like there's so much content right now of dangerous person taking care of a little kid. I didn't need that, but I actually liked those scenes. I liked their dynamic. I liked that she was just, he was like just very stone cold silent, but she was kind of slowly breaking him a little bit. And we've seen that before, right? But I think just Ryan Gosling and that actress played it really well where sometimes i don't believe the relationships i actually believed the whole they had this uh, saying to each other it's just another thursday and i don't know why they just kind of sold it i don't think i've seen that actress in anything else so i'll have to look and i liked her enough but either way so they set up that sixes watcher before uh billy law thorne's character does give up information on gossing but the first time they talk says hey i'm a compromise i'm sorry i had to give stuff up on you like even the point where they're pulling those nails out oh Ever since I saw Firestar, the original, just to pull the nails out torches, you might crack me right there. So if someone's listening and they're an uh, assassin, there you go. You got me. Uh, so anyways, of course, to get him to talk, though, yeah, he's compromised because Chris Evans Lloyd steals his niece, right? So the whole movie is going to be I got to try and get, you know, Billy Bob, but his niece back because she's an innocent person just kind of wrapped up in this. Um Billy Bob, of course, dies. Uh, Chris Evans' character is impervious to explosions. There's about three explosions. Like, there's, I think, two that happen, like, right by him. And all he does is just, like, move by a wall. And, like, I get that, Kent, you know, I play Call of Duty. But I, I get there's times, like, if it's a big enough wall you can hide. But it just feels like it's a CGI bomb that really has nothing to do with him. And then this one time where him, Billy, or, yeah, Billy Bob sets the trap. They roll over his body. And then he just, like, I think he he just says like oh this is boring it was a line they went back and Chris Evans goes you douche you douche and then he lets this explosion off and he gets like some rubble but I think he actually did no he didn't there so he gets like some like dirt and everything he does lose his finger in the third act two of them but that's not because the explosion I'm pretty sure I thought it was because someone shot him so it was, yeah, because it's the girl, the little girl. Like, oh, I lost my finger. Don't shoot me. And then, he, of course, he gets her and stuff. At this point, Lloyd has the girl. Billy Bob's dead. Ryan Gosling's one job. Swore him. Get the girl back, right? She's innocent, blah, blah, blah. They go into a maze. I thought this was going to be really fun. Nothing really happens. Uh, like, something happens in the maze. But using the actual, I thought there was going to be, like, some fun camera work. I thought there was going to be some outsmarting of one another. Uh, they use the Michael Bay, and I think it's not Michael Bay method, but I guess it's just because I saw ambulance and they went ham, was the drones. I, I'm still iffy on the drones. There was one shot in particular at the hospital I really liked where it like went through the entrance of a hospital and showed like almost all our characters and went back into a chase. I liked that. Um, For the most part, I'm still, like I said, I, I just think it takes me out of it. It doesn't feel too realistic. That one I really liked. But anyway, so they go in this maze. Nothing happens as far as he's like to the girl like, don't walk so loud, stuff, stuff like that. He takes her shoelace and uh, ties his fingers up, which, like, as I just did first day, that would do some well to you. But the way he tied, it's like, it's still, you're 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 running, you're going to be fighting. It, it just looked like it was still a, a loose knot, you know. And so I just did a week of first aid. It's like, that's not going to work for you. But either way, um, the main point of this is they get into the middle of the maze, and it's like I found in there. And so, like I said, they really didn't do anything fun in the maze. I'm a big fan of mazes and movies. I hope to do one in my time because I saw The Shining and that just made me in love with Because that's something that was really cool. And again, I don't want to say rip off The Shining. It's just when you're in a maze, do something with it. But it just felt like it could have been a dark tunnel they were running around. They get in the middle. Um, and the Armus is perched somewhere at a building. And she says she has a shot if you just get him to the right. And what's happening is Chris Hodes would let him go and say, you know, 
oh, excuse me, um, would let him go, let her go and say, hey, I, I just think I'm better than you. Pretty much they would just want to square up, right? And I get it, but it felt to the point unbelievable where I understand Chris Evans' character want to do that. I don't think that Ryan Gosling's character would really want to. And I think if they had some more scenes together, you could maybe make it go, okay, we want to have a mono, we want a one-on-one who's better. But he just kind of feels like another dude for Ryan Gosling's character six, I guess I should say. And it just feels like he just wants to kill him with the girl and move on. And then once the fight happens, it turns into like he feels like he wants to one-up him. But that honestly just took me out as far as if you move him to the right, I got a shot. And Six goes, no, don't take the shot. Just come get the girl. And again, I, I don't know. I, maybe you want to 1v1 this guy. But at the same time, you did promise your mentor, Billy Bob, you're going to get this girl out safe. Now, I guess that's the point. But you could also just get the girl out safe and not fight and not get shot. So that didn't make any sense to me. I, I, I get what they're going for, I think, as far as the, you know, who's the better assassin, stuff like that. It just, it, that was lacking. You needed more uh, interactions between the two. They fight. The, the fountain fight's cool. Uh, like, I liked it enough. I don't know. I was going to say maybe I will remember that one. I don't know if I will in a few months. We'll have to see. But I liked that idea. The, the the sunrise is coming up. What I hated, though, and this did kind of fit with Lloyd's character because he just feel like I'm better than you. The first two minutes of fight feels like Ryan Gosling's just kicking his ass. Now, same point where Lloyd wants to do this Macho Man thing. He is still missing two figures, you know, like and that's a point where. I get it. Again, he's a supposedly top tier rule breaker assassin, but I feel like you'd be able to assess the situation and go, okay, this guy, you know, I feel like me and this guy are equal, but I am better than, but I am missing two fingers. So not only am I just weak as far as losing blood injury, my, I'm not going to be able to use my hand the same way I usually would. So I'm at a clear disadvantage here, but he doesn't act like that at all. But no, he's like, I can kick this guy's ass. And, and yeah, the character is cocky, but it it just was weird that he just wants to go down this route because he took this girl like what he should have done i don't know it's weird because it's felt like he took the girl to try and get away but when he could get away it's like no i want to fight so either okay if the lawyer wants to fight i believe his point of view why he wants to fight now again i guess he wants to toy with and play he has the upper hand but at one point, they're fighting. Uh, like I said, he's getting his ass kicked, Lloyd, and then he pulls out a knife and he gets some couple cuts on Gosling. And then at one point, uh, he gets Gosling down to his knees and just like stabs him in the back and walks away. Now I get it, right? They're trying to do, um, pl- like I said, he's toying with them, kind of being overly manly. If I could kill you at any moment, I guess like that. But again, I didn't believe that he's seen Ryan Gosling, who at one point, um, in a, like a fun little action scene, it was the train scene. I thought there was some, un, or the bus scene, whatever it is, a little unbelievable stuff. There's a good moment where Ryan Gosling gets like handcuffed to a cement bench and he's using that as cover the whole time. And they're keeping like funny ways that he tries to get out of it. It doesn't work out. And um, I think that was because it raised the stakes as far as like Chris Evans' character has other characters starting to take out cops and stuff. And Jessica Henwick's character is like, this is getting too much. This is awful. We'll get to her. Uh, anyways, so um, that was a fun set piece. But the thing is, he's seen that Brian Gosling like, took out four to five guys of teams that he sent in. This guy's very dangerous. You've lost two fingers. You're hurt yourself. I just didn't believe. Uh, to me, him stabbing in the back and then slitting his throat. Like, he... He stabs in the back and he walks away slowly. And Ryan Gosling like watches him walk away. Like they're just doing the whole macho, yeah, I'm fucking tougher than you thing. It's just like it took me out of it. It, it, it killed the momentum for me. Like you could have killed them right 
right there. If it was the other way where Gosling was the one that was injured with two fingers and Lloyd was completely fine, again, I'd believe that more because, like, oh, he's just so arrogant and he thinks he has us. Okay. Even then, I go, ah, eh, you still know what he's done, but I'd believe it a bit more. But Lloyd, at one point, he's that. He has um, his back's burnt and everything. Anytime water touches his back, he's yelling. So there was aspects of the fight that were cool, but it wasn't really um, – I guess I shouldn't say that. It's just something's brought it down. Uh, it ends with Gossing uh, getting the upper hand with him, choking him out. He has flashbacks of being drowned by his father. They get this whole storyline of that's why he's in prison, of course. You know, he's not a bad guy. He killed his father because his father's being of his brother, stuff like that. Um, he's choking Lloyd out, and then Jessica Henwick shoots him while he's getting choked out. It was a very strange choice. I guess they're trying to say, like, someone shot six, but I just didn't believe that at all. Like, I guess the way Ryan Gosling sold it. And then at that point, um, Lloyd's dead because Evans and Henwick had had this whole back and forth that she didn't trust him, didn't want to work with him, everything like that. Um, and then she shoots Gosling just so she can tell him everything. And she turns into uber generic bad guy number three. And the whole movie, she feels like she wants to do things by the books. She wants to do things right. She doesn't like what Lloyd's doing. Everything Lloyd's doing is bad, killing innocent people, cops, um, anyone that gets in the way. Um, the whole movie sets her up to me to be a bit more understanding. At this moment, she just turns into, yeah, you're going to do what I say, and I own you, and I'll make sure something bad happens to a girl if you don't listen to me. Because she sets up that, like, John Page and Chris Evans go back a long time, and she's kind of jealous of the connection. She could never, not jealous in, like, a love way, but just jealous for, a, like, a PowerPoint view. She could never get higher than chris evans character and now she is and and then this movie they're already questions like did you kill him why would i kill him you know i he has my gun and blah, blah blah like all this stuff that doesn't really matter um but she just to me goes against what they set up the whole movie that she was going to be a bit more understanding and they're like well you're going to go back to prison okay so that character felt like waste they send six into prison uh like i said they're doing this whole how to get your you know you shot he uh, what was it? Uh, Ryan Gosling's six shot Lloyd with your gun. And she's like, he, he took my gun. Why would I want to shoot Lloyd? Because he uses this aspect. And, and he's like, why didn't you shoot six? Well, or why didn't six, six shoot you? Oh, that was his mistake. And it's just like macho, just like, okay. It's just everything you've seen before. Of, they're trying to set up if you do a sequel, these characters will never trust each other and stuff like that. But again, I, I would like if she covered up for six in a way to make sure he was alive. But she set him up for that. She could have she could have let Anna to Armis and him get away, but she rests Anna to Armis. She rests six. Anna Armis like makes a deal not to and I guess what I should say, the whole plot is at the beginning of this movie, six is sent after a guy. He's the guy that's KGB and Batman uh, v Superman and the guy in the uh el one of the guys in the elevator in Cap America Winter Soldier. He kills that guy. That guy has a drive. The mission for six was to bring the drive back. Uh there was some little uh, in the middle conflict because he would not take a shot because the kid was in the way and they you got permission to take any shot like they're mad that he won't kill the kid to get the info right and that kind of shows him and there's another like the lone wolf another hitman later on of like they won't do it either so it's trying to establish the difference between some assassins with a code and some with not right uh, he gets this drive his mission is to bring back that drive but the guy who killed was named four he was also part of the sierra you know recruitment team and he tells him hey uh what is john page's character i don't know i'll look that up but he's the antagonist like hey there's some bad stuff on there about him he looks it up there's bad stuff about them you know so what happens on armist makes a deal not to talk about it 
they got that chip, they destroy the chip. So everything about uh, John Page's character is gone. So the whole movie, <laughs> we got characters back. We saved the niece and everything, but the whole movie is pointless because they fought all this with the drive, and that drive's gone. And she says, if anything happens, just generic, if anything happens to that girl, I'm going to kill you. Pretty much that's it. And then they go to check on Six in the prison. Uh, they go down, all the prison guards been taken out. Six goes back to sh that girl's being held somewhere. He gets her, and that's the end of the movie. Then, you know, he breaks out, and... Again, they to me, we're doing this big setup almost of like, hey, they're going to have him still do missions even if he didn't want to. But, um, yeah, he breaks out. He saves that niece. And then we get some terrible, just awful animations of – I'm not sure because I think this is a book series. I'm not sure if the covers look like this. But, man, the animation of these, like, sculptures, like, like uh, I don't know, like bronze, silver sculpture. Oh, Look cheap, looks cheap, and like I, I don't think everything has to look great, but this is just don't do it. Just take the black screen. It just looked off. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have to say, really. Um, <laughs> where we at? We're over half an hour. So actually, more than I thought we might talk about. But just trying to think of any other spoilers and whatnot. Um, I liked Billy Bob and Gosling's connection enough of this guy that recruited him. He's kind of his mentor, so that was fun. Uh, like I said, Chris Evans has some good one-liners and everything, but yeah, there's th that's about it for the spoilers. I don't think that. Oh, my one thing is to where I also started to check out, and I think I liked the setup more than the back half because we got more of this route. But at one point, Gosling gets kidnapped by some team. They're putting him in an airplane to go ex expedite him. Now, I like I said, I haven't read the books, so maybe it is more like James Bond, or maybe it is like Born Identity or Born Legacy, or yeah, Born Identity, which sometimes. Uh, in that train sequence, the amount he was getting, like, shots were being missed and he was just taking out dudes easily, like he was in a video game playing on easy mode, he felt like Jason Bourne. But apparently he's not hand, so, but it just felt like that. Um, <clears throat> there's a plane scene where to get out of it, he throws a smoke and there's a fight, or he throws, like, a smoke bomb. There's a fight scene in the middle of it. Smoke bomb doesn't look the greatest, but either way, he's doing that hole in the airplane. Everyone goes out, including him, and he, like, goes there and catches this guy with the, uh, that already has a parachute and that's how he survives, but Man, it felt super unrealistic, and up until that point, I, to me, the movie was realistic, and this felt like the way, it felt like that scene in Uncharted a few months ago, which I did see, another movie that's just fine, but that was trying to be kind of in a fun, heightened sense reality. I did not feel from the first act it was trying to be a fun, heightened sense reality. I felt like he was trying to be in the real world, following this assassin, these government agents, stuff like that, but then we get this plane sequence where it just feels Pierce Brosnan. Uh, James Bond era, and it's not not the top tippy top of him like water or like paragliding a wave or whatever it is in the frozen Atlantic Ocean or something. But it it, it also it's like that fight at the end of the movie. It kind of took me out. I was like, oh, okay, that's what this is. And I I don't like that because I got a little bit of less stakes. I just felt like this was maybe above this guy's pay grade. You know, he's not a superhero in my opinion. He's not like a, even born where he's enhanced, but for some project, it's like no, he's just he's just a dude. So. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts on the gray man. I would give it a six out of 10. I will. Hmm. I probably never watch this movie again. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think there's a reason to go back to if I've watched this movie again, that means I've caught up everything on the list. It's like, I like to see that, you know, maybe I would have like a craving to see Chris Evans play a dick, but I could go watch knives out for that. I could go watch, um, Oh, what's that? Uh, the losers. There's some other things, right? So, uh, yeah, uh, enjoy my time with it enough. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna say this on another Netflix thing uh, later on this week when I was describing. Here's a little spoiler for my Resident Evil review, which we're gonna be doing. Is like, uh, 
I didn't dislike it enough to turn it off, but I didn't like it enough to love it. And that's pretty much how I feel about The Gray Man. So thank you very much for tuning in to my review. And I promise when you hear from me next, not be boring.